Congratulations, you have just found the number one health and wellness podcast on the planet. Hello and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you build and maintain a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life so that you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. We have another episode of The Coach's Corner today, so no guest, it's just me, and we'll be back next week with our normal interview format. So, This week, I want to talk a bit about the psychology of why we want body composition change and the role of my industry, that is the nutrition and fitness industry, in taking advantage of our desires. Now, given the nature of this episode, it just doesn't feel right for me to do an ad read here. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Okay, before we kick off the rest of the show, let's do our social media shout outs. I've got two shout outs for you this week. And the first one is my fitness social media shout out is Max Lugaver. Now, if you don't know this guy, he is brilliant. I think he's, he looks like he's just a kid. He's definitely a younger guy, but he's a really smart one as well. He has great content. He's got a fabulous podcast called The Genius Life. If you guys aren't familiar with Max, definitely worth giving him a follow. He's on Instagram at Max Lugavere. That's M-A-X-L-U-G-A-V-E-R-E. For my personal social media shout out this week, I'm going to go with Jim Fail Nation. They're one of the OG Jim meme accounts on Instagram. And you can find them on Instagram at Jim Fail Nation. So if you're a fan of fitness and exercise memes, this is a fun follow. And I'll throw both of those into the show notes. You guys can find that over at silveredgefitness.com slash 203. Why do you want to lose weight? On Monday, I sent out an email with the subject line, something along the lines of, I know what you want which if you think about it is pretty presumptuous of me. And then on Wednesday, I released a podcast just this last Wednesday, a podcast with Katie Bramlett with the title of Examining Toxic Diet Culture. And I got a decent amount of feedback from both, which I love, by the way. And so I thought I'd stay on the same theme this week and talk about the psychology of weight loss and a bit about how the health and fitness industry markets to us. So let's start with the, I know what you want statement. Again, that was a subject line of an email that I sent out to my email list on Monday. And I realize that might sound a bit arrogant, but really when you think about it, it isn't. We all want the same thing. We want to feel loved. We want to feel seen. We want to be heard, understood, appreciated, value. We want to feel worthy. But so many of us struggle with this. We don't, many of us don't feel love. We don't feel seen. We don't feel heard or appreciated. And further, some of us don't feel worthy of this love. And oftentimes this springs from body insecurities or very commonly some sort of unresolved trauma. But it's this deep rooted insecurity that prevents us from feeling like we're even worthy of love. But here's the thing. 
You are worthy of being loved right here, right now, just as you are. And I think what a lot of people miss is you don't need to earn it. You just need to accept it. You need to be open to it. But I will say this, being open to love from others really means learning to love yourself first. So if you're somebody who struggles with insecurities and body insecurities, this likely stems from a poor relationship with yourself. You don't truly love yourself. It's really hard to accept love from others when you don't love yourself. I think this gets missed a lot. And I know we're kind of getting, we're kind of getting deep here, but this brings me to the topic of why do you want to change? Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to change your body composition? Why do you want to build more muscles? Why do you want a six pack? What, whatever it is you want physically with your body or even emotionally or mentally, why? Now, as a coach, I routinely ask people why they want to lose weight. And that, and look, I, I ask them what their goal is. And 90% of them, the, the people that come to us, at least they want to lose weight. And to start with, I usually get fairly superficial answers, something along, well, I felt better when I was at such and such a weight, or I really want to fit into some address that I have, you know, I bought 10 years ago, or I, I really want to be back to the weight I was before I had kids, something like that. Right. But for the most part, those are pretty surface level responses to why we want to change. But the truth of it is, and this is a pretty vulnerable thing to talk about, but the truth of it is most of us don't crave change from a place of self-love, but rather one of self-disgust or self-hate. It's insecurity. Maybe we don't feel attractive in our bodies. Maybe we fear what our partner thinks of us. We don't feel sexy. We're ashamed to undress in front of our, in front of our spouses. And oftentimes we compensate for these insecurities by going on these crazy crash diets only to end up binge eating, going off the rails and then hating ourselves, internalizing that failure, that diet failure as our failure, as something wrong with us. And it's reinforcing that self-hate, that self-loathing that we just can't get this right. And oftentimes we're even afraid to tell our loved ones that we're going on yet another diet or that we're headed back to the gym because we already know that we're going to fail. We're going to fall off the wagon in a few months. And then what would our spouse or loved ones think about us then? Oh yeah, I knew Kevin wasn't going to last. Just like this ended up just like all the last times he went on one of these crazy diets. And when you internalize that as self-talk, how do you think that's going to end? Or maybe you're somebody who's embarrassed at the supermarket checkout line. You think that people are judging you based on what's in your shopping cart. Maybe you're terrified to go into the gym because that's where all the slim, muscular, toned, and probably very young people are prancing around in booty shorts and crop tops. And the contrast between your bodies and theirs is more than intimidating. It's terrifying. And if that's you, I want you to know that I see you. I feel you. I've been there. I've struggled with body images most of my life. In fact, I've spent most of my life either actively disliking my body or just not considering it at all. And here's a particularly unfair and cruel point about our bodies, specifically about obesity. It's one of the few conditions that is blatantly outward visible. If you are struggling with your weight, people can tell, and this goes on both ends of the spectrum, folks. This would be for people who are overweight or maybe you're too, maybe you're a guy and you're insecure because you're too skinny. You don't have any muscle mass. And it's 
true that some people, assholes basically, will in fact judge you on your body size and your body shape. But think about it. Somebody could be depressed. They could even be suicidal. And no one would know just by looking at that person, by seeing them walk down the street. But that is not the case for body size. So how do we make peace with ourselves? How do we learn to love ourselves? A while back, sometime I think it was a year or so ago, I had a guest on this podcast. Her name was Nina Manelson. And we did an episode, I think it was titled From Body War to Body Peace. And you can probably tell from the name of that episode, the vibe of that. But she was amazing when it came to talking about loving ourselves because she didn't just come with this sort of Disney princess sort of philosophy. Oh, if you just repeat the mantra, I love myself, I love myself, it'll just happen. In fact, she tells a story that she used to stand naked in front of a mirror and repeat, I love my body over and over and over again. And guess what? It didn't work. It didn't work. In fact, <laughs> it did the opposite. So she talks in that episode about relationships being real, being messy. Again, not like a Disney movie. If you think about it, all relationships require, require work. They can be messy. At times they can even be ugly. They require patience. And your relationship with yourself and with your body is the same way. So it was her that first brought to my attention this concept of self-love as more of a self-relationship. You can't expect yourself to love your body always, but what you can do is enter an open, honest, real relationship with yourself and specifically with your body. Now, if you folks are interested in going back and listening to Nina's episode, I will throw a link to that in the show notes. You guys can find that there. But before I move on to talk about my industry, the nutrition and exercise industry's role in perpetuating this body insecurity, this body dysmorphia, let's re-examine why we want to lose weight. And for most of us, that reason is rooted in body insecurity. So if we take any body change initiative, again, most commonly that's going to be weight loss, but it could be muscle building. It could be, I want to change my body composition, but we often think if only I could lose these 30 pounds, if only I had a six pack, if only I had bigger muscles, then fill in the blank. My partner would find me attractive. Other people would take me more seriously. I'd fit in better. I'd be more comfortable in my body. And most of us want to change our body composition really when it comes down to it, because we want to look better naked. And let me be perfectly clear. That is a valid reason to embark on a nutrition and exercise journey. I think a lot of times that gets poo-pooed as being super superficial or being vain, but that is a perfect look. Here's the deal. Your reasons for wanting to change are your reasons. And therefore just, just because of that, they are valid. But I want to propose that it all comes back to self-love, self-respect, honoring your body as the sacred vessel for your soul. As opposed to embarking on a weight loss journey out of self-hate, out of shame, out of insecurity or disgust, commit to a deep, sacred relationship with your body. Say to yourself, I love myself. I honor my body. And as such, I want to take the best care of my body possible. Be open to self-love and the fact that you deserve all good things. You deserve to be happy. 
You deserve to be loved. You deserve to have whatever body you want. Okay, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to quite get so deep there, but we've talked about why you might have these internal insecurities around your body and how that might originate from your inside, right? From internally, these intrinsic insecurities. But let's just take a minute and look at the darker side of an industry that is supposedly here to help you on your weight and loss journey. So if you guys haven't yet, I did a podcast interview just this last Wednesday with Katie Bramlett. If you haven't checked that out, please do. But this was a different conversation for me, and it challenged me personally because she is a big proponent about getting rid of toxic diet culture and toxic exercise culture and empowering people to feel good inside their bodies and not so much a need to change their bodies. And so we talked a lot about toxic diet culture, toxic exercise culture, and its role in basically throwing gasoline on the flames of people's already pretty severe body insecurity. And again, this is something that I personally wrestle with. As I build this business, I have basically a health and wellness business, but let's face it, it's a weight loss business at its root. How do I market our services, basically weight loss again, without preying on my potential clients' insecurities? And I'll be the first to admit, the fitness and nutrition industry, even popular media in general, do a horrible job of speaking to their potential clients, of meeting people where they are. My industry loves to bombard you with before and after transformation pics, pictures of ridiculously fit men and women who promise that you can look just like them if you only buy their product or follow their program. So what we end up with is we have a bunch of really fit people trying to talk to a bunch of, let's face it, really not fit people. And there's a communication gap. A huge, freaking, gaping chasm between those two groups. And so now we see the backlash, the rise of things like the body positivity movement and things like the healthy at any size movement as a way of pushing back against the fitness marketing machine. And you could make the case that things have gone too far. Now, while body positivity is a wonderful concept, the healthy at any size message is flawed at best and dangerous at worst. Physiological health is a pretty objective thing. And I'm sorry, but you absolutely cannot be physiologically healthy at any size. And look, that includes both ends of the spectrum. If you, most of us over 50, we remember those old, uh, what, what was it, Cosmo magazines when they had the stick-thin anorexic-looking models on the covers of their magazines. That absolutely was not healthy. And again, on the other end of that, we now have Cosmo has got, a, you know, they famously last year had a cover with what could only be described as a very obese woman with the tagline of healthy, um, this is health or this is healthy, this is the new healthy. No, no, it's not. So we can be any size and we can be emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy. We can be happy. We can be, in fact, we can be very satisfied and content with our bodies, but we can't be physiologically healthy at any side. Uh, okay. Sorry for the rant. Didn't mean to go quite down that rabbit hole, but here's the deal. I'd ask that you spend a few minutes, maybe tonight before you go to bed, to really dig deep and reflect on why you want to, or if you want to, lose weight. And I would encourage you that 
as you're reflecting on this, are you wanting to lose weight for somebody else because of what other people think? Or are you wanting to do it for yourself? And don't judge yourself. There are no wrong answers. Just try to dig past the surface level stuff. You know, the, I want to, I want to fit back into my old jeans or the doc said I need to drop a few pounds, but really, really be vulnerable with yourself. Dig deep, dig a few layers down and ask yourself, why do I want to change? What about my body am I not happy with? And what would changing my body do? What impact on my life would a say a leaner body or a more muscular body have. And look, Lord knows, I'm not trying to talk anybody out of a healthy body composition journey. <laughs> In fact, that's my whole jam. In fact, I'm actually here to convince you that that is a preferable way to age, to be strong, lean, healthy, vital. But that's that's my idea. That's my thought. That's what I think what I'm asking you to do is dig deep and decide, is that right for you? And if it is, why? Why is that right for you? So if you do decide to change, do so on your own terms. Do it from a place of self-love. Do it because you're honoring your body. And look, again, I realize we got pretty deep and dark here, but I think that's where some of you are. So let's let's end this on a lighter note. Your weight loss journey should not be some deep dark, soul-searing, tortuous experience. In fact, it should be just the opposite. It should be fun and fulfilling. It should light you up. It should be uplifting. It should excite you. It should be a celebration of your life, of your body. And if it's not, you're doing it wrong. In my own personal journey, I've learned a lot about myself over the last 15 years. And along the way, I have found vastly improved health. I'll tell anybody who will listen that at age 59, I am without a doubt in all ways objectively stronger, healthier, more vital than I've ever been in my life. And I feel like I'm just getting started. I feel like the best is yet to come. I turn 60 next spring. And to be honest, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what's in store for me. I have become a more confident person, I have more energy, my mood has improved, and I've just got this newfound zest for life. And that's what I earnestly want for you, for each and every one of you. So I'll leave you with this one last thought. Changes based on what other people want or from a place of self-loathing or insecurity, they typically just don't last. But changes that are rooted in self-love and self-respect are much more likely to become lifelong permanent changes. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle to help you on your health and wellness journey. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you. You can find all of the show notes for this episode over at silveredgefitness.com slash 203. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. One is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. 
The second is for you YouTube folks to click the like and subscribe buttons, and for you podcast folks to consider giving this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today, and until next time, stay strong. Stay strong.